This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Leadership Transformation Platform, Multiplying Authentic Leaders, Moving Society. I'm Adrian Grunewald. Um, the old man, Louis Grunewald, not with me today, but uh, I have a wonderful guest, uh, no stranger to our show. It's the second time she'll be joining us. Visit leadershipplatform.com. One word, two P's in the middle for all things leadership. It's wonderful. We've got uh, Dr. Patty Pompalas in this, well, not in the studio, but I've got her with me again from the Coaching Center and the Integral Africa Institute. She was on the on our show on Leadership Platform a few weeks ago, and it was a fascinating conversation for a whole hour, I think it was, Patty. Mm, it was. It's good to have mm. you back. Uh, we're going to talk about something very specific today as part of our masterclass, our Leadership Masterclass. And the essence of it is something called leadership maturity framework. Uh, for me, it is about development. It's about uh, how a human being develops and changes and grows. And, of course, then in the context of leadership uh, for an individual, for a team, for a country. And, and just a few minutes before we started this conversation, you, you very quickly drew parallels with the ANC, with government, with, with our political hemisphere so um, so we'll try and get there. We're going to have a 30-minute discussion around these issues. I'm excited. My concern is always about how people or leaders grow and change. There was a time when organizations had the money and the budgets to send leaders on, on programs year in, year out, perhaps, through very expensive university organizations, and and no change happens. Maybe over a few years, something happens, something clicks, you know, falls into place. I think those days are gone, Patty. Uh, firstly, the budgets aren't there anymore. We're, ha-ha, wake up, we're in a recession. So we can't spend millions upon millions. And then questions are asked. What is the return on our investment? Are leaders really changing when they go on these programs? Hence, I think partly the emergence of the coaching industry, which is growing a heck of a fast, it seems. Soon will, uh, every second person will be a coach, and then you want to find good ones. Uh, and and many other other tools out there, but but a forty fifty year old leader set in their ways have beliefs have um, habits and all of those set now goes on a program because guess what my followers are different they don't just listen to me anymore uh, I don't just inspire them because I have position so I realize some way that I have to change and my organization sends me. On a program, it's a big industry, and it's not doing what it should be doing. I think. Brief comments on that. Mm. Yeah, you're so right. Um, development is something that happens to all of us, but not all of us develop to the later stage capacities. Not all of us have the capacity to do that, or the the competencies, or the environment mm. in which to actually take our own development right to um, its full growth potential that human beings are known for. Mm. Um, if we look at the research and um, this framework, which was developed by Dr. Suzanne Cook-Grato, is one of the most um, researched frameworks um, and profiles in the world. And of the thousands of leaders that she has um, researched, most leaders are sitting at a mid-range in a very um, skill-centric kind of expert situation or in an achiever's position. Mm. Now, that's all very useful in an organization or in, in, in our leadership to, to be experts at something and to want to achieve. However, the world has got so complex 
that that no longer is sufficient for us and we have to develop greater cap- capabilities. But we're talking about an internal capacity which first relies on a cognitive ability, mm. but then it also relies on these multiple intelligences. So are you emotionally intelligent? Do you have a social intelligence? Do you have a moral intelligence? Do you have a spiritual intelligence? Somatic, your body. Somatic intelligence. Do you have a – are you aware – And the transition that we're really talking about is from being very self-focused and egoistic to wisdom. Now, that's possible, but not everybody does that transition in their lifetime. Yeah, and and that is, is it because we we don't know how to help them do that yet, or is it? And we can talk about that in a moment. I just want you to touch on something that that I've come across, and that's uh, sort of the horizontal and vertical development of leaders. Have we had more horizontal? But just tell us what the one yeah. is and what the other is because yeah. you're definitely talking of, of vertical here. Yeah, yeah. Vertical and sustainable and, and long-term development, which is continuous. It's continuous improvement to those who in the manufacturing world or whatever it is. It's continuous improvement of human development. Horizontal information and horizontal learning is what we're very good at. We go and learn something. We get better at the the thing that we're learning about, whether it's law, whether it's psychology, or whether it's a craft. We get better at it. So we, we're we expanding our knowledge, but around one thing. We're becoming better at the thing that we do. Vertical development talks of changing our paradigms of thinking. It's changing the way we see the world and the way we make meaning of things. So unless our horizontal development is combined with a vertical development – um, looking at meaning-making. And as we grow as human beings, when we're in our early adulthood, we're kind of self-focused. We, we're, we're about ourselves. It's about me and what I can do and how well I can be in the world. So I've got to go and get. I've got to go and get a degree. I've got to go and get a job. I've got to go and get things. At a, at a group level, that also becomes an interesting thing. You know, what do I have to go and get for myself so we can survive? Because there is a survival mm. thing there. The next stage of our development goes into who do I belong to, belong with? You know, what is my group? Who's my tribe? Um, how do I connect with somebody? Um, and the adherence to that group is very strong. Then you go into another stage of development, which is actually I'm, I'm okay in my tribe, but now something else is emerging in me. I'm, I'm becoming more aware of more things. And I now want to become good at it. So I go and really become proficient or an expert in my field. And I go to the top of my business because I'm an expert in the field. But I may be an expert in the field, which is quite also horizontal, but I, I'm not yet capable of managing a whole lot of people. Mm. So the added complexity of going into a management role at that stage, we see a time and time again where people are really good at their jobs and they're told to go in and, and have a whole team and then they're not that good at managing the team let alone a whole organization so we have to be stage ready and the vertical development looks at the capacity the availability in the human b- person and the um, the ability to work with the potential so not everybody has the potential for wisdom or for great leadership but we can develop it. Mm. And, and when, when we're talking about this framework, the, the, the profile that you get with it, you can see where you are across these different domains and different st- stages. And then you can start working specifically 
on some of the capabilities that you may need for the demand of your role or your situation. Okay, so before we look at that a little bit more, um, I want to come to the word maturity because it's called the leadership maturity framework. Um, and before we even go there, because it's you've already touched on fascinating points there, Patty, is just the concept of how people change. So again, we don't easily change. No. If I'm already an executive team of a large organization and I have five or ten years to go, I've arrived in a certain way. So why will I change? Then I might get a coach, but but how do? What makes us change? We know crisis makes you change. So near-death experience, a threat to my ego, perhaps, or a threat to my future and my dream. Um, you know, there are natural disasters and events in our lives that that will change change uh, some beliefs, perhaps. But what are, what are the deep components that must be present for someone to change? One that I throw in the pot is humility. So if I don't have humility, I'm not going to change. I mean, but that's obvious. What not, would you also say needs to, to be there? So you can, I can come and evaluate you with a leadership maturity framework yeah. and show you exactly where you are. But I'm not going to change, no matter how many times I have coaching sessions even. Well, the interesting thing about the profile is it will show you the range. So if your profile is very narrow and sitting so within their nine stages, but we very seldom see the first stage, which is very impulsive behavior and leadership. And we very, very seldom see the last two stages actually in the leadership arena. Um, but we know they're there. We know some people have been able to, to really fully embrace complexity, hold multiple perspectives, be able to let go ego and actually embrace really complex issues and give huge, you know, make decisions based on wisdom, um, which is collaborative wisdom and, and getting it from many sources. So you've got to be stage ready. So if the profile, for instance, shows that you've got a very narrow band, that you're sitting with all your scores or all your thinking and your meaning-making centered around just one or two, we can go, mm, actually, it's unlikely that you are even starting to think beyond convention. Mm. Whereas if you see in the profile that there's a beautiful scatter across number of stages because we need all the stages their competencies at each of our um, development stages. So, so let me give you an analogy um, we'll, we'll talk about should we look the, at the stages do, do you need to mention the, the nine stages we can yeah okay. we can mention the, the so let's take seven of them that are most um, evident so the first stage is um, self-centric okay. it's about me it's all about me I don't care about you, actually. Teenager. <laughs> well, teenager, early adulthood. And not, listen, I'm, I'm generalizing because not all early or young people are like this. It's not necessarily mm. age related. It's Correct. more capacity, internal capacity related. Um, so you, you're very focused on yourself. So when we see you have to engage in certain tasks during your life to go, okay, I don't have to be so protective about myself. I can now let that go and I can take into consideration another human being or another group. So I become group centric. But then we identify with the group. Is that uh, stage two? Or stage two. Okay. Stage two into stage three. So we, we identify with the group 
And as we identify with the group, the group becomes the norm. So norms are important, and actually being excluded out of the group is the worst thing that could happen to us. Then the next stage, but if we if we are comfortable in that stage, we can we start saying, okay, I don't have to worry about protecting myself in the group. The group is safe enough. I can now develop myself within the group. So I will go into developing my craft or my expertise, and then I become expert at that. At that stage there, we have a, a tendency, though, to have the craft dominate. So a lawyer will use legal jargon or legal thinking to solve every problem. A mathematician will solve it with all. A psychologist will see it through that lens. Mm. They don't yet have the capacity to see multiple lenses as all relevant and then make the discernment as to which one is right for that moment. Yeah. Um, or that context or situation. So it's not yet situational leadership. It's more I'm going to go through my craft. So, for instance, I've got an example of an, uh, an FD who is very much in his craft, and he isn't yet able to do the strategic thinking that is necessary for the business and is driving his other peers crazy because he doesn't get where the organization has to go because he's so based on the getting the things right around the <laughs> the finance things, which is great. Cost You've got cutting to have, at the expense yeah, of the strategy or whatever. Absolutely. And mm. not having a long-term vision. So also in these early stages, we're very adherent to convention. We do what, what we know in a very limited space. We can't question it yet and break those conventions to see beyond it. So our time, our temporal capacity for planning is much more narrow. We can't think of five years or ten years hence. We can only think about six months or a year. Then comes a very interesting stage, which is the the fourth stage, which is our self-determining stage. And we um, start actually going, well, now I can build bigger things. I can get a group of lawyers together and start a, a business, and I can see more, and I can see how it can start impacting in the world. So I'm able to hold... Um, much more complexity. And I'm also not so bound anymore. I can take feedback. I can take, um, I don't have to be right anymore. I can really engage with other points of view and we mm. can agree to disagree, for instance. But after this stage, we move from what we call conventional to post-conventional thinking. And that post-conventional thinking, we can't solve the complex problems of our world with conventional think thinking anymore. Mm. We've got to be thinking out of the box. We've got to stay within the law and we've got to hold those things that are right and ethical. But we've got to go beyond it. We've got to be creative. We've got to take in multiple Information, and this is where we start questioning. Is all the way to level four conventional? Yeah. Now level five only is starting out of to be nine. Post, yeah. Starts becoming uncommon. Because we start co questioning the conventions. We mm. start questioning the rules. Mm. Not because we want to become rule breaking as the um, early stage two who is a self centric, I don't care about the rules, it's all about me, so stuff the rules. Well, we're not rebellious or anything. It's just a not at the post conventional. It's not about a rebellion, whereas in mm. the early stages it is about rebellion. Who the heck do you think I am? Yeah. Whereas at this stage it's not about who the heck do you think I am. It's more about an awareness that there's much more to consider. Mm. But we start questioning it and this is interesting in organizational life. Because organizations are geared for expertise and achievement. So 
those who start breaking convention and start thinking out of the box. Now, Google, for instance, will have a whole room of putting in all their post-conventional thinkers and saying, we need you. We absolutely have to have you Mm. because we're innovating all the time. But to most organizations, innovation becomes a threat because we have to change. So you go back to your instance of the manager who's kind of very set in his ways. He's a He's a great asset in terms of his expertise, but he's not thinking out of the box, nor is he able to um, engage in how the millennials or the post-millennials see themselves or the issues of poverty or the issues of climate change as well as running my business. I mean, please, just leave me do my mm. my conventional role. But that's no longer our, our job as leaders. We are so... Look, I mean, just take South Africa. We are, we're having to negotiate business, social identities, social situations, climate change. We're having to manage all of this. Economic challenges, political, all of it. Absolutely. Beforehand, somebody else did it for us. We are now, it's becoming closer. It's at our door. It's at, at nearly everybody's door. So the imperative for leadership is huge. And, um, Trying to um, create a space in which people understand this framework and if you get a profile which says, I'm actually seeing that I have the capacity for later stage thinking, that's the point we say you're ready for development. Okay. So, so this, this framework, if you take a leader through it, um, he or she might think I am the way I am, but that could highlight to me that I'm able to function in level five, six, seven, but I'm not there now. Hmm. So do you yes. see that yes. you need development? Yes. yes, I want it. I want to get there. Yes. Because on the one hand, I want to become the future CEO, yeah, right. or somewhere else. Right. But I'm not going to get it at the level where I am Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And this could help me yeah. uh, understand what development yeah. areas there are. I'm, I'm interested in six and seven. Six and seven becomes much more, six becomes much more strategic. So we, we actualize ourselves then. We can actually let go of ego. We can actually start going, I'm not here to defend myself or my group or my craft. I'm actually here for a bigger purpose. I can see how collaborative forces need to come into play. I can see where I need to take decision. So that's first stage of the convention. We become quite disorientated because we're questioning all the things that have worked for us so far. So it's a very disorientating time. And people begin to question why they're at work, why they're in a marriage, why they're, why they're doing the things that they've always done. And it's also, it can also be a great spiritual uh, movement time. However, if we can transition people through that stage and if the organizational system can hold those people – and develop them and cultivate the further stage thinking, which is actually now how do I get all this information in and still make decisions through it, but decisions based on a wisdom, not on my ego, not on protecting something, not on being defensive, not on how good I look, but taking the tough judgments. So let's look at our ANC for a moment because we're all talking about Mm. leadership at the moment and who are the leaders that might come in. Those who've broken rank with the ANC, who are speaking out and taking leadership like Cosa, yeah. dear, you know, somebody standing up uh, as um, mm. uh, she is be able to do, a strong woman. She is vilified because you're going against the earlier levels of thinking. 
which say you've got to belong to the group or we're going to kill you if you don't stay with us or you are. That is defensive operation. That is not expansive. It's even not a, a buntu as I see it in, in terms of a, an African wisdom that can come into play, let alone anything else. It's mm. how can we be the most expansive mm. um, for the good of all? So when we Malema ask, as well, I mean, he also broke away. He's challenging. He um, broke away, and he's interesting because I think he's he's crafting. He's he's working with his craft at the moment, and he's very bright. But he can regress into the early stage. He's using the 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 red energy of the earlier stages, um, to kickstart, which is is often the revolutionary parts. It's often the the fight or flight kind of um, tactics. Um, my wish is that he would um, kind of work from his highest level rather than his lowest because the reverting, reverting back into protecting myself or protecting the group and fighting for, um, we can do it differently. We don't have to re- resort to those means. So, so you would say he is potentially – Functioning at a level three, four, four, with the ability to to go beyond. I I think intellectually, I think he's got the ability to go. I think he's got the potential for um, strategy. Yeah. At at a wise level, and you you can see moments of it. There are moments of brilliance in, but he's also playing a game. He's he's also I think working working the system in some way. My fear is that when you work the system, you're actually saying it's okay to work it that way. So you're giving permission hmm. to um, a very red energy. If I can use these stages as a a red energy, which is very um, egocentric and protectionistic and um, defended, um, and will attack, will kill actually to protect a, the thing that they think they have to protect. Hmm. Now, of course, we can all do that. We've all got that potential. But are we doing it as a way of being or as a way of leadership, or are we actually resorting to it only in the moments where we absolutely have no other choice? Let me just ask something, and then we'll we'll start winding down. But it's a fascinating topic, fascinating tool, it sounds like. Uh, Do you want a shift boss, fairly junior supervisor, manager in an in, in an organization to necessarily start thinking like a, a leader at a level four, five, six, or, or, or mm. does it suit the organization more to have him just be in line doing what the group wants, lower levels thinking, or do you actually want production to go up? Mm. Do you actually want miraculous production in a cost escalating environment where let's say the gold industry is going backward? So you need miraculous change Revolutionary thinking, yeah, which means I must have a shift boss or a mine overseer, mine captain, a little bit next level, who can access level four, five, six, to to start st- stepping up to the plate, well, as an example. Yeah, yeah. So when we are when we are wise in the way we design our organisations or place people. We're looking at their capacity and we're putting people with their stage appropriate and skill centric, uh, well, skill capacity in the right positions. Because all of the stages are important and every organization needs people in all of the stages. Because they all have functions, they all have capabilities and capacities to do certain tasks. So the early 
very early stage is in that um, go out and get is your sales. Um, go go out and get the sale. You know what? Kind of just go out. You're going to make money. You drive nice cars. Absolutely. You go out and get it. Um, it. But it's about what I'm going to get. So I'm going to get money. I'm going to get the nice car. That's their motivator. The, the next level is let's keep the group. Make sure the team's okay. Let's keep cohesion in the team. That's also very useful. So if that brilliant salesman or saleswoman becomes the supervisor of the sales team, I've Would got to now the raise my thinking. I yeah. need my next yeah. stage. To include the team and to actually make sure that we all work together to get those um, uh, objectives. Then we need the experts in there who can help us refine our, our thinking about it. Then we need the achievements to say, okay, we've got this and we can actually take the, the whole organization or my whole um, area to another level. So when you're saying it's, it's what is the requirement of the job and have we got the right person in the right job? Also from a personality perspective, but um, going back to Malema, his cognitive capacity is, is really, I think, perhaps at a level six. So is his emotional and social capacity at the same levels? I don't know. And level six is high. Level six is high. I mean, very few leaders get five, there. Five, six. Uh, mm. um, Bill Gates. Yeah. Very bright. This is, you see, Where is he typically at a second? Oh, very bright, yes. Mm. He was able to drive from an achiever perspective, but when we're talking of this framework, we're looking at the capacity of your, of multiple lines of intelligence, all cohesing in some way, and our ability to shift our paradigms around the way we think about things. Mm. When we can't change the way we think about things, it's a, it's almost heartbreaking to let go of something we've always believed in. If you've always believed in marriage as a, a paradigm, that that's the only way to do things, mm. um, you can never entertain anything else. I mean, it's good. It's not that it's good or bad. It's There are good things about marriage, but there may be downsides. Um, when we start in a conventional thinking, we, we start generalizing across um, platforms and making everybody fit into a, a very limited way of thinking about things rather than being able to manage all the nuances around in this situation, in this condition, we need a different answer. Or for this person, um, we have to apply a different kind of thinking. When I'm leading a team, I can't just lead in one way. I've got to have many ways because when I'm working with individuals, I'm working with a multiplicity of, of a whole matrix. When I've got a business, I'm working with a matrix. So building by understanding this framework and working with the um, structures of um, building the practices into each stage, we can fast track people. We can bring their awareness into what is possible. Only if it is possible, though, because the profile can show you that it may not be. Is this what's needed in organizations now where, speaking to Budang Mohale yesterday, the CEO of BLSA, uh, he's been the CEO there for a month. He sits around the table with 80 CEOs of top organizations in the country. One of the strategic imperatives is transformation. And one of the reasons Bonang believes why South Africa – latched onto the white minority capital so quickly was because we actually look around us and we're susceptible to that or open to that mm. that uh, propaganda mm. simply because business has not necessarily transformed uh, in 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 the ways that it should have potentially yeah. but now 
Now you look at those CEOs and they are all committing to find successes who are competent, capable, credible, but black, mm. not white. Mm. Where does this tool come in in helping transform to make sure that leaders are fast-tracked? Mm. Some don't like this. I know black leaders who hate the fact that I've had to be fast-tracked. Mm. I climbed this my, myself, this ladder, but, but let's just use that as a case study. Yeah. I guess this tool could potentially assist I, I think that. so. Mm. You, you've you've m- mentioned a couple of important things. I think when we push people through what are natural developmental stages into something that is beyond their c- capacity to hold that complexity, we're actually shortchanging them. Mm. We're actually doing a huge disservices and they fall off. So we often see people, instead of embedding themselves in experience and staying in an organization, they jump organizations because I can st- I can avoid doing, I can avoid holding the complexity. This does not, this has got nothing to do whether you're black or white. This has got nothing to do with all the constructs and constraints that we use to pin people in South Africa. Mm. This is human being development. All human beings go through this. So no matter who you are, what race you are, if you fast track me and put me into something that is beyond my capacity to hold, I will fail. Yeah. So transformation for me is an interesting thing because we can't just change the external representation of transformation without changing the way we think and building capacity in the internal part of the transformation. Vertical development. Mm. We can do the horizontal changes. We can change the government. We can change the people. But unless we change in the way we think, we just keep replicating what we've always done. I mean, that's, that's a common thing that we all kind of know but how do we practice that so there's some um, instances where our current government are doing exactly what the old government did in almost the same way not in the the best ways in their worst ways they've taken on some of the worst um, behaviors because a paradigm hasn't been changed Something has not shifted in the way of being or the way of thinking about diversity, transformation, about capacity, about leadership. We're still thinking it through limiting lenses. And this this is not the answer or the be-all and end-all, but it is a, another segue into if we understand that people develop gradually through stages, that this transformation takes a whole lifetime. We're only 20, how many years? 22, mm. three years. This is a young adulthood. <laughs> this is just finding ourselves in the young adulthood. country might only be in stage Abs- two or something. Absolutely. Very right. We are in a stage two. We all... The, which which the, remind us again, stage two is... Stage two is self-protective. It's I'm protecting myself. So with this discourse that we have, whites start protecting themselves, Indians start protecting themselves because we apply generalizations. We apply, uh, we can't, we're not capable yet of the complexity thinking to hold all the, the different aspects of our country. And when we can't hold it, we go to stereotypes and we make that fit. We push it onto people. So the, the development of our nation parallels the development of a human being. Um, an organization. And an so. organization or a team. It takes years. So one of the things that we adhere to, you can teach people skills. But to help them change paradigms of thinking requires ongoing work. 
So I've said this to you before. The best work we do is when we work as partners to an organization, we continue the journey with them. That it's an ever-continuous progress from this. We know where we're going to next. Let's see how we can get there sooner. And we've got a map which shows us the whole span. Hmm. And we look at the map and we say, with these capacities and competencies, what what do we have to cultivate in our organization to become the organization that needs to address profit, planet, people? Hmm. And we may have to think of profit in a very different way as an economic. We're going to talk more now. I'm going to look more practically as well. But but just just to digress for a moment. So in August in Gauteng, you're doing a program about this. We actually, yes, we've actually moved the time to um, November because we were a bit slow in our marketing around it. In um, October, we're doing it in Cape Town, and we've we've um, uh, we'll be doing, but we will be doing it this year, um, the end of October, early November. We're doing a program which um, will teach you the framework. Um, and give you practical experiences of how you so use it. So there'll be a Gauteng, yeah. and there'll be a Cape Town yes. one. Yes, yes. And, and if you want to give the detail of that, just uh, sure. where can people go to find out and stay abreast of? Uh, they can go onto the website or www.thecoachingcenter.com and or just um, get hold of admin at the coaching center. Okay. So I just want to put that yeah. on, the, on the side. Yeah. Um, okay. I know people are very sensitive about uh, what's the word labeling and and those sort of yeah. things, but but we have to use examples to to illustrate the power of it, or also to make it real f- for ourselves. Um, let's look a little bit politically still. Mm. A Jacob Zuma, mm. heard of him? <laughs> yeah, where, a little too where much. Where does he? Where does? And we can look at him, Nelson Mandela as well, where, yeah. where he. Because that's there's there's more about him. There's more about what he achieved. That sort of thing. Where would you put President Zuma? Where is he functioning on this leadership mm-hmm. maturity framework? You know, it's it's interesting because cleverness and cunning and um, even some strategic thinking um, can be available in the earlier stages. But where I see him operating from is about. The, you know, the early stages of self-centric. It's me and maybe the next stage, the group. What can I do for mine? I don't see him engaging the post-conventional stages of all of us, which is part of our democracy and part of our constitution, constitution and part of what we hopefully all bought into, that we are all human beings on a journey trying to do the best we can. Well, some of us not trying to do the best we can. Um, some are trying to do the worst they can, where we go into such a self-protective, um, egocentric, I'm right, I deserve this, um, I've got to grab whatever I've got to get, and I, I have a right to it, actually. Yeah. That is early thinking. Others have the opportunity now. Absolutely. That is early stage. That will not bring about transformation at a global level or at a, a country level. When we need it uh, with a global economic downturn and a, a country recession. And Completely. So our separateness becomes the thing. We're separate. Um, we have to be seen as different. Um, and it, it promotes the, the discourse of white 
Indian black I I was listening on the the radio this morning about how there's an acknowledgement that coloreds have been sidelined in the in this I mean really mm. are we not all human beings can we can we start seeing beyond that while still holding each other actually accountable to when we fall off and we go into each of our own self-protection behavior which we can all do what's interesting is I mean prison Zuma can be strategic yeah he often outmaneuvers others but yet well, it's the, street the purpose wise, huh? yeah the purpose of that outmaneuvering is yeah. selfish potential it's, that's that all for the my motivation. group okay, my family and, right. and, and circle of, right. of friends so so does that show that you have the intellectual capability to function at a level 5 6 maybe but but you don't have the emotion, emotional capability emotional to? moral social yeah. So can I can I be at different levels in my different intelligences? Yes. yes. So morally, I can be a yes. level six, seven, eight. Spot on. But somatic Spot body, on. I can be a level two, Spot and on. I can take these different cognitive. I could be, a, you said, Malema could be a six, but where is he emotionally? Yeah. He's still a bit separate, isn't yeah. he? It's, it's us separate and, them. and still um, too reactive. Yeah. When you get to the post-conventional, you're not so reactive. You're able to come in very strong, but from a from a very centered. We talked about presence. We talked about leadership presence. It's it's from a very. It's not not. It can be very authoritative, but it's not authoritarian. Okay. And in certain contexts, we may need to be authoritarian. So when you're able to see this map, and when you're able to really understand this. Um, this, the, the, map, the map actually You learn When is it appropriate to Be this because we've got it all in us Not necessarily the later stages But we've certainly got all the earlier stages In us we have We all have done this journey When do we use the Strengths of each of those stage For its best Situation it's interesting and complex at the same time. It is. Here's a question for you. If you watch the Mandela movies, there are a couple. But they, at one stage, he received a note from someone in a, a township uh, saying, we've got to go to war mm. because of killings that just happened. Mm. And, and, and he actually was in turmoil. But remember that television moment where he mm. sat and he looked in the camera and he said, you elected me your leader. Now let yeah. me lead you. Is yeah. that authentic? Authoritarian, authoritarian. Yeah, that's authoritarian. But, but it's not. It's not autocratic. Autocratic, and, yeah. and, and is that an example? Yeah. yeah. He's saying, now, now let me lead you. Yeah. Uh, also, we know the Springbok emblem example, yeah. brilliant example, where yeah. he went to the National Executive Committee after they voted it out and it's said, the same we, thing, yeah. and he did the same thing yeah. to, to some degree. Yeah. Where that's did he function? Tell us just a little bit about your. Sure. Your well, I think he he shows a beautiful development right through all the stages. Because um, as a, a young man, all appropriately, the yeah, appropriately as a young man, he wasn't at those later stages. <laughs> he was quite a um, uh, an interesting personality. Um, he showed the self centric. He showed the group centric. He showed the. He became a lawyer. He went into the skill centric. He he led. He started working in the you know in the organization, um, the the ANC as an organization, and he started leading that. Mm. It was only later, though, because he, I think, amongst others, he's not the only leader. Um, in the context that he was, the decisions that he needed to make, which we always have to adhere, you know, take into con um, cognition is what is the context which decisions were made in. 
he had time for reflection and he used that self-reflection. Now, if I imagine Zuma going into self-reflective space, I actually can't imagine it. I can't imagine him self-examining. I can imagine him going into his space and going, Bloody hell, you know, this is, um, it, it is what it is. Um, show, I'm going to show them. How don't they dare. Mm. Don't they dare. And you can see his finger and it's don't you dare. Whereas what we see of, um, Mandela is that he said, I have been elected leader. Give me the leadership because I've assessed, like in the Lakotla and you've got all the information. I'm making a decision from my wisdom, not from my ego. I can see beyond you at the moment, but he didn't use that as a, I'm a better than you. He just could see things and ramifications that other people couldn't see. So making decision from wisdom is unconventional. Yeah. Level. Well, post-conventional. Post-conventional. Yeah. Five, six, seven level. Yeah. And making from my ego is. Two, three, four. Two, three, four. Yeah. Five is your transition stage. Fascinating. And, and we've got so much to play with here. Mm, don't we? So is. it's your different intelligences. It's what mm. level you're at. Is it is it um, a situation yep. appropriate? Yeah. And then Musi Maimani, obviously a big figure in our country, leading the opposition. Yeah, I your think views on him. I think he's four, four, five. Um, he's got potential. Um, and his work would be on. Um, Really owning his power and, and utilizing it. But you can see he, he uses it as a, from a subtle force. Now here's the, the big challenge for leaders like this is when you're trying to use it from a, a later stage, those who are still at the level two or level three or especially level two, that kind of self-centric stage or the group, my tribe, really challenge it because that is about fight and force in those early stages. It's not about negotiating for, through collaboration and accepting that other points of view there. So when he uses a later stage engagement um, in an audience or to a, a place where their concerns mm. are earlier stage concerns, and let's, let's uh, you know, there's no two two ways about it when when you're in poverty my concern isn't about self-actualizing or do anything it's actually about where am i going to get the next bit of food and how am i going to get a job so the leader the wise leader has to have a number of strategies leadership strategies to work at the different levels and be able to discern what's in front of him yeah that's another dimension isn't it if you're a ceo in south africa of a big mining organization you have to consider that. You can't you just speak from your level five, six all the time. Completely. Mm. You've got to consider that I've got level wisdom. two, level one. You can use the wisdom to access the language of a level two to make meaning for those people that you're talking to so that they get that you understand them. That's where A. Himbeki started missing it. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, also very bright. One could then say Zuma uses a language. He uses the early stage language. Early stage language. Of populist. So does Malema. Yes. Okay, but Musi Maimani, is he doing enough of that? Is that what you're saying? He needs to. Well, I don't know if I want to encourage him to go down there, but I I think he's got enough of it. Um, 
you know, then we also have to throw in personality. Huh? You know, yeah. there's there's healthy personalities and there are unhealthy personalities. We all have those two, dark and the light yeah. side. And in quite an unhealthy society with a lot of dis-ease, actually, um, we reverberate the thing that looks most similar to us. So if I'm completely frustrated, I, th- I think Musi Mamani has got enough courage and bravery to to activate that. Uh, can, can we? We always look at the politicians, but you've got Adrian Gore, you've got Mark Lamberti. Uh, any of those leaders that we can throw into the pot to discuss briefly? Adrian Gore is one of the well-known case yeah. studies in our country. Yeah. Very bright. Yeah. Uh, he knows it. Yeah. He's been there for 15, 20 years. I don't know how long Discovery and he remains there. He yes. remains relevant. His yes. business remains relevant. Yes. What is he doing right? Well, he must be, he must be quite high up. Well, he must be accessing um, consistency of working with maintaining what is going well, but also being able to see what's coming up in the in the horizon. Mm. You know, being able to have that vision reveal and and move into the future. So, mature leadership does that. It's it's able to look. Into the horizons, it's able to um, kind of see the exponential possibilities, not just singular possibilities. Uh, so I would guess that he would have those kind of capabilities. Mm. Patty, if we can just uh, – we've gone longer than I thought, but it's fascinating. And mm. I, I want us to just think for, for a moment, put ourselves in the shoes of parents. Yeah. So, yes, uh, how do we prepare our children what do we do for our children mm. to to help them move through these stages more effectively? That's the first school of leadership, mm. I think. Uh, I, I guess that's where you you get comfortable in stage one, and if you have security and love and affection yeah. in stage one, and then stage two, I guess your first group you want to belong to is your family. If you don't have a proper family, you're in trouble because right. you skip that, and then you go to school. Yeah. That becomes your your family yeah. or your group. Yeah. So just just. Maybe some advice to parents. We've all made mistakes. We're still making those mistakes as parents. But that is the first school of leadership. Yeah. So when, I, when I, we've been talking, we've been talking about adult maturity. Um, and the first round of all of that is obviously through childhood, through babyhood, childhood, and um, early adolescence and towards 18 or so. So the adult maturity starts kicking in from about 18 years onwards. Because um, in, in a child's life, the developmental capacities there are about growing and um, building um, body muscle and brain muscle and all the rest of it. By 18, 20, 21, somewhere around there, those things have been negotiated. So there are emotional tasks, there are social tasks for a child as well. When we're talking about adult development, um, we're talking about a maturity. So we don't apply maturity to the developmental stages of childhood. We talk about it's natural for a two-year-old to throw their toys out of the cot and to go, I want my toy, me, me, me. It's not so appropriate for a 28-year-old to go, me, 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 or for a 70-year-old to go, me, 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 mm. um, unless you're moving into some um, age-related um, decomposition. Yeah. So it's natural for um, an early child to want their family and not and be terrified of actually being abandoned. When we're in an adult stage, we should be able to t- make a stand without the fear that the group's going to evict us. Um, so what is natural 
and proper for a child, you know, for the child to develop through and appropriate. Mm. Those things are not so appropriate in the adult stage. Mm. But how can we work, how can parents work with them? It's also about working with a child at the age development appropriate stage. So not expecting beyond their years, beyond their capacity to manage tasks. Mm. Um, a four-year-old is supposed to be a four-year-old, not an eight-year-old. Um, a 12-year-old is supposed to be a 12-year-old, not an 18-year-old. So can we work and I don't think parents are taught enough about the developmental stages either yeah. so that they know what is appropriate and not misbehavior. But a child of two who gets scolded for dropping a glass when they're trying to negotiate holding a, a glass of water is not because they picked up the glass because they want to be naughty. They're exploring the world. Yeah. So how do we prepare them? We prepare them through love. We prepare them through enough challenge, appropriate challenge. In adult leadership maturity, it's about optimal challenge. Are we getting the optimal thing out of you? And this is what the profile can do. It can look at your optimization of, of these stages. Are you inhabiting them fully? It's not about pushing through the stages so much as about being as integrating into the, the health of those stages and really working them. Um, some people bypass stages mm. and haven't actually consolidated in certain stages and may have to go back to consolidate some of the um, tasks mm. of the stage because each stage has a task. It's natural. It's normal. But if we push people beyond their stages, they will crumble. Um, they'll get in over their heads, as Keegan talks about. Um, they'll go beyond it. They won't perform. They'll be over, mm. over fixed. But schooling, uh, university study, all that must start preparing uh, people, yes, leaders, to think more unconventional. Surely, yeah, we're, we're getting too much information overload and mm. um, early stage development feeding almost. So can a child play? Yeah, they're can not. Can a playing. child? be encouraged to reflect on themselves. Can they have space? Can they work with poetry? Can they work with music? Can they work with natural science? Can they work with a multitude of things so that they can inhabit the world fully? Or are they being limited? And as I think you may know, Adrian, is as soon as a child goes to school, actually creativity drops off like multiple, multifold, mm. because they are then boxed into a desk where you have to sit still, which is not where the child is supposed to be. Yeah. It's so unnatural. And, and, it and is unnatural. And yet classroom-style teaching is still there after it decades is. and decades and hundreds of years. It's sad. Patty, final comments then on the leadership maturity framework. It sounds like a fantastic tool. I'm looking forward to learning more about it. It seems to me that it could be a, a wonderful resource in organizations to mm -hmm. help change appropriately help mm. leaders grow appropriately, the ability to hold complexity. Mm. So it's not just about understanding where I am and where I should be, but mm. it is about coaching me towards a higher level. Mm. Or, or that's where coaching then comes in typically. Well, or to inhabit your level fully and yes. to really embrace all the competencies of that level. Mm. Um, it's also fantastic for um, talent management. How are, you, how are you seeing that the profile is identifying um, the potential for people to to have that capacity for later stage mm. development, and then you know how to how to put people in a developmental pathway, 
How do you design your developmental programs? Do you do a one-fits-all or do you structure it towards your innovators? How can you break convention in an organization? How do you, how are you allowed to think out of the box? So cultures like FNB, First National Bank, probably Discovery, th- those, those cultures seem to encourage that yeah. authentically. Yeah. Not just say we want innovators, but, but actually we don't. I'm guessing you would find leaders that can hold that kind of culture or create yeah. it must function at a high level. Yes, and it's interesting for their own development path or their own self-reflection to say, when is it that I fall back? Under what conditions do I fall back and I'm not as effective as I need to be? Dr. Paddy Pompolis, any final comments about leadership, about um, a message to leaders out there? Let's end with that. Dr. Paddy Pompolis from the Coaching Center and the Integral Africa Institute final thoughts Mm. we've said a lot when all is said not much is done sometimes you know we've got to we've got to take these principles and get it to the politicians and to the the business leaders but more so politicians it seems because we are suffering as a country we are we are we are crying out for mature leadership and it's just not forthcoming although a lot of maturity is is sprouting forth through our um our business environment is speaking up through through our um, what do you call it, your civic society. Mm-hmm. So there's good coming yeah. from all this. Yeah. Final message. So often, le- positional leadership is about look at me. I'm in a position, so it's very self-focused again. It's not actually in service. Leadership is hard. It's hard work. It's not about a role. It's not about a position. It's um, it's about that continual. Capacity to reflect, take feedback, adjust, and I think let go. Let go of things that we may have held um, onto as, as a truth about something and be able to open up to there could be other truths and um, they could be even more valid than my truth. So that's letting go of something that we, something of ego. Um, and that we're all in this together, actually. If we don't make it work together, uh, we'll just kill each other. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make much sense. So this 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 job of leadership uh, for me, for personal leadership, it's it's time for introspection. It's time for consolidation, for getting feedback, hard feedback, and then doing the work of actually cultivating that muscle, that new muscle, and and letting go. Dr. Paddy Pampolas, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Adrian. Really love this. Yeah. Another conversation. Thank you. There's good things happening out there. Mm, there are. And uh, let's, let's build on it and let's get this message out. We appreciate you. Thank you for joining us. And next up, our, le- our business masterclass. Stay tuned, everyone. This is cliffcentral.com.